0: Gary Neville responded instantly he said but I've got so much more to say on this subject found lots of people like that it's a rivalry of such intensity and emotion subscribe
1: now to the OTB
0: football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB sports app
1: yeah, welcome back to Sunday's Off The Ball. Richie McCormick here with you, joined by Kenny Cunningham. Uh, we were looking on at Newcastle 3, Manchester City 3. Just to recap those goals for you this afternoon, because it was breathless stuff, particularly for the first hour or so at St. James's Park. It was Ilkay Gundogan who put Manchester City ahead on five minutes with a tidy finish from him. But Newcastle responded brilliantly after going behind then, and they found a leveller through Miguel Almiron. It was originally called back for a potential offside, but via or intervened and it was found to be a clean and fine goal from the Paraguayan then Newcastle were in Dreamland 2-1 ahead on 39 minutes through Callum Wilson a brilliant diagonal ball from Alan saint fed the England striker he checked back inside finished neatly past Ederson to put Newcastle ahead 2-1 and it was that score at half time added to by a brilliant free kick from Kieran Trippier 9 minutes into the second half right footed from the England fullback pass to the sparing Edgerson and Newcastle were dreaming of three points against the champions at that point they were 3-1 up but Erling Haaland brought City back into the game in the second of the season for the Norwegian and then Bernardo Silva just four minutes after that goal for Haaland made it 3-3 and thus it remained in between as well we had the potential sending off of Kieran Trippier for a foul on the halfway line on Kevin de Brunna it too went to VAR and that red card was downgraded to a yellow and both sides had to contend themselves with with a point in the end. But Kenny, it was a thrilling game, pretty much from start to finish.
0: Oh, well, I was, really enjoyed it, uh, Richie. Fantastic. Uh, a real ebb and flow uh, to the game. Both sides in the ascendancy at different uh, periods of the game. Plenty of goals, plenty of goals scoring. Uh, opportunities, not so much outstanding defending, them, to, be on, to be honest with you, in terms of the uh, context at uh, the game, but overall a wonderful spectacle. And uh, Newcastle more than deserved uh, their point, I thought. Got themselves into a great position. I'm sure they would have felt they could go on and win the game, but we shouldn't be too surprised with the fact that Manchester City never panicked. We spoke about, Richie, maybe substitutions, which Guardiola uh, was going to make, but no surprise really they didn't because he knew... Uh, His key playmakers were on the pitch at that moment, De Bruyne and Gundogan in particular, Bernardo Silva, and they were key in terms of De Bruyne in particular for about a 10, 15 minute period, Richard saying that second half. He kind of took over the game a little bit, and almost like single-handedly, kind of drove Manchester City back into the game. So yeah, breathtaking stuff uh, at times. Giving Newcastle a huge amount of credit as well, uh, Richie. Like I said before, never easy tactically how you set up against Manchester uh, this Manchester City team. You know you're not going to dominate in terms of possession, but you know how do you defend? You're going to have to have a, a narrow, compact defensive shape. We all know that, but but where do you where do you hold the line? That's the big question. A lot of teams hold the line at the edge of the 18-yard box and uh, allow Manchester City to, to come on, but Newcastle didn't. They dropped off, but only to a point, to about that central midfield area, and then they went after Manchester City. They won back possession, uh, they grabbed the ball off them and they broke with real conviction throughout the course of that game and really caused Manchester City a lot of problems.
1: Yeah, there's a cautionary tale in here for for Manchester City considering the games that they have to come down the line. They've a, I wouldn't say benign next few games, but it's Palace at home, Forest at home, uh, trip to Villa, and then they have uh, Tottenham Hotspur at the Etihad. But there is a salutary lesson there for for other teams that if you do get in and about them in midfield, particularly the way they don't have as as Vinnie Perth pointed out to us earlier on, they don't have that false nine to drop deep. Now you can. Call and problems in midfield, and if you do run at them, there are issues with their fullbacks, particularly in the in the sense of Kyle Walker.
0: Yeah, well, you need individual quality. It's easy to say, well, br- break on Manchester City, be effective in terms of the counter attack, but to do that, you need legs in the team. Uh, Richie and Newcastle had that in abundance today if you look at their their front three uh, say Maximan Callum Wilson Almiron all quick over the ground even Joe Linton and Willock either side of Gumeris is no slouch either so that kind of front six real kind of pace and athleticism there Richie. so when they won the ball back they had the ability to drive forward at top speed 30-40 yards and there was no way those Manchester City players were able to get back even the likes of Kyle Walker who's as quick as anything at Cancelo when you're caught wrong side 5-10 yards wrong side of players who are really quick it's not easy to make that uh, ground up so that's the one thing that I'd say and you mentioned like, uh, Crystal Palace if it was to kind of look at another team potentially who could go there in terms of their kind of setup. Crystal Palace at the moment defensively looking very solid and intense of the pace they have when you're the likes of um, Zaha, uh, Eze, Olisi players like this the pace they have on counter-attack as well uh, Richie that'll be very interesting to see that uh, match-up when that game comes along so yeah but nothing we didn't already know Richie is in terms of Manchester City we saw the quality which they have in mm. possession they key players we've seen that time and time again year in year out but there's always been that if there's a bit of frailty there I wouldn't say it's a uh, soft centre but if you can take the ball off them in those mid, uh, central midfield areas as high up the pitch as you can you will get opportunities to break very quickly at their two centre-halves
1: and get yourself into 2v2 d- situations which Newcastle did a lot today. We have to give credit to Newcastle as well, lots of it this afternoon too because like it was what January, February by the time they'd managed three games unbeaten in a row in the Premier League. They've managed their first three, navigated the first three games this season unbeaten, one win, two draws, one of those draws coming against the champions. They are a vastly improved outfit under Eddie Howe. There is no escaping it and it's not as if they have thrown buckets and buckets of money at this thing. They brought in Nick Pope, as we mentioned there in commentary, has looked such a pair of safe hands in goal for them this afternoon Sven Botman as I mentioned jury's still out still only 22 years of age big 37 million euro signing from Lille but there haven't been these wholesale changes there have been these opportunities for players to, to, to play themselves into their own position and maybe they might be replaced down the line but they'll certainly give them a go here at Newcastle
0: Yeah absolutely so I think what you said, what we're saying there really, really in terms of what you're saying, you are saying they haven't gone out and made a, a massive huge individual sign as Guamara has probably uh, been the, the exception to that so what you're looking at there you're looking at a manager then having to utilise the players at his disposal and get a bit more out of him I think that's what Heddy Howe's done and that's a credit to him that's a good coach for me good manager on the training pitch in terms of the tactical setup to the team you know just shuffling the pack a little bit of getting an extra 20-25% out of what was already there and I think he's done that if you look at the setup of the team that narrow midfield three now we stuck with that for a while I think um, repositioning Joe Linton into that central midfield area left of the three was absolutely ingenious probably been Newcastle's best player over the past six months he's absolutely phenomenal in terms of the quality he shows in there and his work great As well, so I think the shape of the team is absolutely perfect. I think the players complement each other, and I think they understand their roles in possession and out possession. I think they're looking quite solid uh, defensively. I think they can improve there. I've spoken about my reservations maybe in those central defensive areas, but the money will be there long term to go and improve in in that area of the pitch. But I like how they're set up. I like the good balance in the in the in the team now, uh, Richie. And and in transition, like we spoke about, on counter attack when they win that ball back, because they're aggressive in there as well, Richie. Aren't they? Goumaris can make a tackle Uh, Joe Linton he likes to physically impose himself as well not so much Willock on the the other side but he's got the legs to get himself box box to box so it's a real kind of high energy dynamic uh, Newcastle team which the Newcastle uh, fans are seeing and I think they're enjoying what they're seeing
1: they certainly are they've every right to as well what a game we had here this afternoon it finished Newcastle 3 Manchester City 3 Kenny uh, thanks for all your hard endeavour this afternoon it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, watch this game with you this afternoon likewise Richie likewise thank you you didn't call me Nathan there as well which is always yeah, a feather yeah. in your cap too so thank you for that